now, time for Seafood News. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernaberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This episode is brought to you by Ernaberry Consulting. Ernaberry Consulting provides tailored solutions to identify growth opportunities within the fast-paced protein commodity sectors. Combining the expertise of our analytical team, our warehouse of proprietary and trusted data, and our unparalleled insight into market forecasting, Ernaberry Consulting will not only pinpoint developing global trends, but assist you in knowing exactly when and how to adopt them to maximize your return. Call 732-240-5330 for more information. Thanks, Lauren. Let's kick things off by talking about snow crab. Ernaberry market reporter Janice Schreiber reported in an analysis this week that Thursday, April 22nd, marked the first time in 2021 that Gulf of St. Lawrence 5 to 8s were reinstated into the quotations. Within the last 10 years, outside of 2015 and 2019, when the previous season supply of 5 to 8s ran into the new season, 2021 is the earliest quotations have been reinstated for the Gulf. With the ice clear and the opening a bit earlier, Gulf snow crab has made its way into the U.S. market. In addition to the earliest new season reporting, current levels are also the highest recorded. 2021 marks an all-time high for 5 to 8s and is currently 77.8% higher than the 10-year average and 40% higher than the 3-year average for the same time period. In comparison to the open for 2020, 2021 is 76.3% higher. And for one last comparison, the opening price is 22.5% higher than the last market quotation in January 2021. As of April 23rd, the DFO is reporting that a little over 55% of the Gulf quota has been caught, roughly 24.7 million pounds of the 44.3 million pound quota. Besides snow crab coming into an extremely starved market, there was further motivation to get the fishery rolling to get crab caught before any North Atlantic right whales begin showing up in Canadian waters. Unfortunately, that didn't exactly work out. The endangered whales were sighted in Canadian waters last Monday, prompting the DFO to close seven grids and a portion of another grid in fishing area 12F, which has a total allowable catch of 1,192.24 tons. The closure began April 29th at 5 p.m. and it is in place for 15 days. As we uh, reported last year, the DFO introduced new measures to protect endangered North Atlantic right whales from ship strikes and entanglement in fishing gear. And the move came after a total of 10 right whales died in 2019, nine of which were in Canadian waters. The rules specified that once a whale was detected, that grid had to temporarily close and required fishermen to remove their gear. If whales were detected multiple times in the grid within a 15-day window, then the grid would be closed for the season. By June 11, 2020, there were over 40 season-long grid closures in the Gulf of St. Lawrence due to the presence of right whales. The DFO announced that their 2021 fishery management measures regarding North Atlantic right whales earlier this year, and there are a couple of updates. The notice explained that this year a right whale will need to be visually or acoustically detected, again in the closed area during days 9 through 15 of the closure, before an extension is triggered. Looking specifically at the Gulf of St. Lawrence, the DFO said that if a whale is detected again in a closed area during days 9 through 15, then a season-long closure will be implemented and that area will remain closed until November 15th, 2021. We'll be sure to keep you updated as the snow crab season progresses. Now moving on to crab meat, the market continues to soar, but further supply constraints are on the horizon. Currently, the country of Indonesia is celebrating Ramadan, which began on April 12th and concludes on May 12th with the festival of breaking the fast. As Ernerberry market reporter extraordinaire Janice Schreiber explained in her most recent analysis, 
When it comes to crafting production, most market participants anticipate losing about a week's worth of production out of Indonesia during this time. According to the Global Advisory and Accounting Network, productivity during the religious ritual generally decreases from 35% to 50% due to shortened work hours and the inability to focus related to fasting. Combine this with an already strained supply chain and longer than normal transport into the U.S., and it just further compounds the lack of supply into the U.S. market. However, this may uh, be also slightly different this year as there is a ban on internal travel in an effort to prevent a sharp increase in coronavirus infections. Whether traveling by sea, land, air, or rail for the holiday, internal travel in Indonesia during the period of May 6th through May 17th is prohibited. In addition, people traveling during April 22nd through May 5th or from May 18th through May 24th must be able to provide a negative COVID-19 test. So Indonesia makes up about 50% of the blue swing crab meat market. The market has been rising significantly each week with continuous upwards pricing pressure on all grades, especially the largest grades. With restaurants reopening across the country and the higher demand period for crab cakes in the mid-Atlantic region in the summer, the supply strain and sourcing enough product to fill the needs remains a huge hurdle. In other news, specialty foods distributor The Chef's Warehouse announced last week that we've acquired all the assets of New Bedford-based Foley Fish. Foley's Fish has a long and impressive history. For over 100 years and four generations, the company has been a staple purveyor of the finest seafood products to restaurants across the country. Meanwhile, the Chef's Warehouse has supplied high-quality, luxury, and artisan products to the nation's top restaurants since 1985. Laura Foley-Ramsden, a fourth-generation owner of Foley Fish, said that they couldn't hope for a better home for their valued employees, customers, and vendors that have supported them over so many years. Foley-Ramsden added that the Chef's Warehouse focus on quality and service will preserve the essence of what makes Foley an exceptional company while leveraging technology and infrastructure to ensure their continued growth. And finally, we've got some new hire updates throughout the industry. Ron Phillips, previously of CVS Health, is the new Executive Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer at Cisco. Phillips joins the team at Cisco with more than 25 years of experience in HR and a track record of leading high-performing teams. Cisco President and CEO Kevin Horican said that Phillips demonstrated expertise across a broad range of strategic functions, including people, strategy development, diversity and inclusion, talent and performance management, culture building and engagement uniquely position him to lead Cisco's global HR organization as we continue to transform our company and further position Cisco as the employer of choice. Phillips joins other relatively new Cisco executives, including Tom Peck, who was hired as the company's executive vice president and chief information and digital officer in January 2021, and Aaron E. Alt, who was hired as Cisco's executive vice president and chief financial officer in December 2020. Meanwhile, Maine Lobster Dealers Association Executive Director Annie Salikas is joining the team at Cousins Maine Lobster. Salikas, a 15-year veteran of Maine's lobster industry, is taking on a newly established role in the company focusing on marketing, education, and franchisee engagement. Salikas has been serving as the Executive Director of MLDA since 2014, and most recently, she and the members of MDLA launched a 10-week workforce training program to recruit people into lobster supply chain jobs in Maine. Prior to her work with MLDA, Sleekless served as a marketing manager with Maine Coast, worked in procurement for Garbo Lobster, and was an education coordinator for the Maine Lobstermen's Association. She knows her lobster. <laughs> <laughs> now she'll uh, be using her experience and knowledge as she joins her cousin, Sabine Lomack, and brother, Jim Sleekless, at Cousins Maine Lobster. So Lomack said it's that- It's only fitting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, let's add, add one more cousin in. <laughs> 
Um, but I like that. Like, I mean, I, I think uh, a lot of the industry, it's definitely a family affair. But I think when you can work with uh, relatives, I think that's always nice. Um, most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. But, I mean, Annie here, she's sure, you know, she, this girl knows her stuff. <laughs> yes, she does. So, um, Lil Meg said that Salikas joins their team at a critical t- at a time of critical growth, explaining that she will not only help expand their strategic marketing initiatives and relationship management, but develop and sustain deeper outreach and training with franchisees nationwide. Um, Cousins Maine Lobster, which was founded in 2012, can be found in 36 major U.S. cities, thanks to their 40 food trucks and nine brick-and-mortar restaurants. Since launching and partnering with Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran, Cousins Maine Lobster has also grown internationally, expanding into Asia with three brick-and-mortar restaurants in Taiwan. That's awesome. Um, And finally, longtime Maui employee Ken Taylor is the latest addition to the team at Peter Pan Seafood. The Anchorage, Alaska-based company announced on Thursday that they've hired Taylor to serve as their new vice president of purchasing, sales, and logistics. Roger May, president and chief growth officer at Peter Pan, said that Taylor is a great fit for Peter Pan with his experience in building a sales force that is not only focused on customer relationships, but also that is energetic and responsive to customer needs. He added that his commitment will strengthen our mission to be a premier global supplier of the highest quality seafood. Taylor joins many other new employees at Peter Pan Seafood. Shortly after the sale of the company in December of 2020, Peter Pan hired former Silver Bay Seafoods COO John Hickman to serve as their new executive VP of operations. Kevin Larson, who previously worked at Bornstein Seafoods and Icicle Seafoods, was hired to serve as their new VP of international sales and business development. In March, the company announced that they hired Mark Foster as their new chief financial officer and Steve Miner as their new manager of business development. Peter Pan also welcomed Jonathan Thorpe, who was hired to increase access to swimming resources throughout investment, strategically aligned partnerships, and direct sourcing, in addition to developing downstream products and customers. Earlier this month, the company hired Shannon Grant to serve as their new director of human resources. So much going on at Peter Pan. So much. Brand new team at Peter Pan. <laughs> so finger snaps for uh, for nice everyone job, hired. Everybody, look forward to seeing uh, seeing what comes next. Right. So that does it for us this week. Once again, this episode was brought to you by Ernerberry Consulting. Call seven three two two four zero five three three zero for more information. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.